Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Shea. I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to an audio show about audio events from ghosts. You won a prize or almost. If you said audio one more time in that sentence, you might have won a prize. It sounded Aww. like you were trying to pitch some dumb movie idea or audio drama or some shit. <laughs> what? Well, I wasn't. I was talking about today's topic, the stone tape theory. Like, you would know a movie pitch from your ass anyway. I have my first feature length coming out this summer. The trailer drops next Thursday. Oh, Jesus Christ. What what the fuck are you talking about? Kyle, hit them with the teaser. On it. Oh, Lord. The film which you're about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of middle-aged black-edged schlubs. Uh-oh. In particular, Bert Hand and his obtuse co-host, David Flora. <laughs> it's all the more tragic in that they were nowhere near young. But, had they lived very, very long lives... This is, this is going on forever. <laughs> what they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic recording session became a nightmare. The events of that day were to oh. lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre this is a crimes trailer? in the annals of Because I feel like I'm history. watching the goddamn movie. The <laughs> Illinois Robot Anglo Massacre. That's no John Larroquette, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so you got drunk on bot booze. You stole the intro to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you changed it just enough to make it like 40 hours long and suck somehow. Am I getting close there? And not get sued, fingers crossed? You just don't understand art. <laughs> okay. And there's no movie there. That, that's the extent of it, right? It's just fuck as you. long as a movie? Fuck you. <laughs> right, right. Yep. You got a double fuck you there. Moving on, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Brent Hand, and he's David Flora. Hey. You've heard from the robot peanut gallery already, so our condolences for that. We are broadcasting for the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a ghostly echo coming from parts unknown Colorado. Ooh, nicely done on the ghostly mm. echo, because that's our topic this week. <laughs> the stone tape theory. Nice. Noise. <laughs> Noise. Noise, eh? <laughs> Uh, you know, we mentioned this when we talked to George Popoff about yeah. his uh, 
documentary side world damnation village yeah this was one of the types of hauntings that happened in uh england according to him and everyone else because that place is fucking haunted i don't know if you know that or not that's just (laughs) welcome to england here's your ghost guide (laughs) that's how that works (laughs) i thought you were gonna say here's your ghost here's your ghost (laughs) everybody gets a free go we annie and i got one well the the ghost is your guide also like hey i'll show you all the places i died Ooh. Ghosts don't want to be seen with Americans. That's true. Uh, it's a. I mean, this is a fascinating idea that we wanted to visit on its own, uh, with its own episode, and you know, give it a little more attention. Yeah, which it deserves. Yeah, absolutely. How about you give us the four one one on what stone tape theory is? For sure. So, in short, the stone tape theory is a theory that ghosts and hauntings are comparable. Comparable. That is to tape recordings. The end. Full stop. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, yeah, I think you gave us the four. I, I was looking for a little bit longer. <laughs> you need on the, the one, four, one one here. One. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, experts, which uh, I'm sure are said experts because of their correspondence school certifications, they hey. proclaim that mental impressions during emotional or traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy, uh, aka a what if a house could remember. Everything that's happened in it. And that energy is recorded onto rocks and other items and replayed (laughs) under certain circumstances or certain conditions. So when something tragic uh, or traumatic happens, the energy from the event carves itself into the surroundings, so to speak. And that event can play on repeat throughout time like a recording or an echo. Uh, Just... uh, Going and echoing through time. You've heard of residual hauntings like this or or uh, replaying events over and over, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Residual that's all hauntings. The residual hauntings are, right? Yeah, that's, that's the same. It's just enough. So the term residual hauntings, this is a way of explaining them, I would say, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Why is there always <laughs> some bad event, though, and not like some wild threesome you were super pumped to be a part of that just keeps replaying on repeat, and then you can just have people come in and watch it? Um, I have no answer to that, Brent, <laughs> and I am trying to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I, I scream into the abyss. <laughs> uh, to clarify, this is saying that hauntings, rather than being the spirits of the dead, that's not what this is. These are not ghosts at all. These are imprints left behind by those who were in these places before you and I and everyone else mm-hmm. stuck in a forever loop to repeat like an old movie. Uh, but not just sounds. I know in the beginning we said audio a lot. Images, people, animals, parties, <laughs> clinking of plates. Like, you know, it sounds like there's a bunch of people having a dinner and there's no yeah. one there. Horses whinnying. <laughs> yeah. Or- the crash of a cart in a swamp. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> trying to figure out what happened to the estate he's trying to. Ma- no, I'm just kidding. That's Right? That's the woman in black. Uh, this name, though, it comes from a specific place. Where's that place, David? The place where everybody gets a ghost, Ingoland. <laughs> That's right, right. Uh, specifically, there's this 1972 Christmas ghost story, or or just whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's Speaking a, of the woman in black. What's that? Speaking of the woman in black. Oh, right, right. I love their Christmas ghost stories. Uh, this one was called The Stone Tape, produced by BBC. And it followed, um, well, following the, let me say that again. It's called The Stone Tape. It was produced by BBC. And following the show's popularity, the idea and the term stone tape were retrospectively and some say inaccurately 
attributed attributed to the British archaeologist turned parapsychologist T.C. Lethbridge, who believed that ghosts were not spirits of the deceased, but were simply non-interactive recordings similar to a movie. And there you have it. The stone hmm. tape theory. Bit on the show itself, though, kind of you know glided over that. And there's this group of researchers, and they're trying to find out memories are being recorded on the stones of this Victorian manor. And a lot of it happens in this room where they have all sorts of crazy equipment. A stone and, room? Yeah, oh, yeah. And they're screaming as a, but in a, in a you know a British accent. And not just being a <laughs> clever <wasn't>. name, <laughs> the film shows Stones uh, taking a tape recording of events and then later playing them back on loop without explanation for scared witnesses. And the people really liked this movie. And they looked at this and he said, that's it. Stone tape theory. And they, mm. they, uh, they ran with it. And if you want to watch it, it's available on YouTube for free. And I have a, a link in the notes. It's actually worth watching. And mm. it was popular for a reason. It was pretty good. It's actually an entertaining movie. Huh. Yeah, who knew the British? They make entertaining stuff <laughs> from time to time. Yeah. You know, less less, you know, screwdrivers and and uh and phone booths than this one, but you know, it's still entertaining. It's still entertaining. Anyway, before I alienate everyone, break time. <laughs> when we come back, we talk about how it might work and do we have some examples? Probably. All that and more coming up on Hysteria of 51. <laughs> Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff? of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. <laughs> That's what it, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Welcome. Welcome, so, welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. You're welcome. <laughs> Brent. Yes. 
how the fuck do events record themselves onto stones and whatnot? Magic. <laughs> Moving on. I don't, oh God. I don't know I was not talking that. to you, but he's right. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> End. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That might have worked as an answer to get you burned at the stake a few centuries ago, though. That, that's kind of, you know, I, I, we probably need some more info on that. Tell us about it. Well... So there's this idea that environmental elements are capable of storing traces of human thoughts or emotion, and that's not new, Uh, but it's been shaped and changed throughout the years. Mm, Science. Or I'm sorry, I said the wrong. Pseudoscience. (laughs) Science-ish. I'm a Uh, scientician, thank you very much. It was um, it was introduced by multiple 19th century scholars and philosophers as an attempt to provide natural explanations for supernatural phenomena. That makes sense and, in a way, because if people are reporting these things, why wouldn't people try to? Well, now I'll tell you why people wouldn't try to use science, because they lose their jobs. But before that, uh, it makes sense that people would try to figure these things out, right? You know, well, people I, coming I think we're still trying. I, I, right. Yeah. I just mean, there's a, a lot of sneering and, you know, sure. uh, I don't know, glances, but keep going. Sorry. I get you. It, it's, um, it's still frowned upon by the science community. Right. Um, and you basically have to have a reclusive billionaire to fund any of <laughs> these serious projects. Luckily we've had a few of those in the last few years. <laughs> Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Look up here. <laughs> I I don't, you know, and and this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I I don't mind trying to find ways to test these things. No, uh, because that's still doing science and it's still providing answers. You know, it's just people don't like it when the answer is no. There's nothing here. There's well, nothing right. to this. But if you were to experience this and want an answer, I understand why you would be fighting for yeah. that. You know? And I think if you can come up with, you know, uh, plausible, I guess, hypotheses to test and then do it, why not? You know, right. that gives you an answer. That gives um, people something to point to, to explain things away. Yeah. Um, if it's if it comes across kind of silly, to ye begin with, old you know? fuck around and find out hypothesis. Yeah, as opposed to just being like uh, the hardcore non-believer, hardcore skeptic. I guess you're you're not really a skeptic at that point. If you just go, that can't be true. That's impossible. Oh. No. Speaking you know? of, uh, Chris Cogswell uh, messaged me this week, and he wants to do another mad blurry hysteria soon. <laughs> oh, he, is he still alive? <laughs> I know, right? He, uh, he went He's down. Probably and, moved three times since. He fell into Mel's hole, so we're going to see what he looks like when he comes out. It's going to nice. be interesting. Uh-huh. Well, anyways, um, <laughs> I I don't know if anybody can understand this truly. <laughs> We'll we'll try to use science to, you know, explain ghosts and shit. Uh, In 1837, there was this cat named Charles Babbage who was referred to as a polymath uh, at the time, and he had a theory. Have you heard of polymath before? Uh, I had not heard that term, but I did look it up, and it kind of just means a jack of all trades. Some studied in, or he has studied in many different things. Yeah, you would... Consider, I think, uh, like Leonardo da Vinci. Right. As a yeah. You know, science yeah. and mathematics. And when I say and science, multiple different. Right. Engineering yeah. and chemistry and yeah. 
uh, you know, things that go against natural order and God. Sorry, no, that's just my own. <laughs> Sorry, that came out. Anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, <laughs> he published a work on natural theology called The Ninth Bridgewater Treatise. Mm. Wonder why Bridgewater is uh, so attached to legends and superstitions and going I don't zones. know. It's almost like it needs its own triangle. Hmm. No way it has one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also knew how to calculate the area of the, that. Who knew? Babbage uh, believed that spoken words leave permanent impressions in the air, even though they become inaudible after time. Now, I mean, there is, when you speak, it does make impressions in the air, I guess, sound waves and the the air moves, but that's not the same as I think what he was saying. Right. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I have to believe so because he said it's uh, possible due to transfer of motion between particles. This is, that's, that's how fucking sound works. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but Charles then Babbage. He says, Boom. I, you got a memory of an impression or. Uh, well, that's the thing The sound works that way, but it's like, imagine dipping your finger in a glass of water. Right. The waves that are created, that's the sound. They're, they're propagating mm-hmm. through the medium of water and they'll dissipate. It'll stop. It won't stay there and ripple forever, nor right. can you go in the future, you know, and see these ripples anyway. Now, unless interestingly, you, I though, guess, freeze it, flash freeze it, and then you can see the ripples, but I they guess. don't tell you anything about right. whose fingers. You can't listen whatever. to what was said or the what, yeah, you can get the... Um, the fingerprint, so to speak. I remember when we were talking to George, though, George Popoff, he did talk about some of these seemed like they were decaying over time, almost like an echo. Like, it wasn't as strong or it's harder to see or it was shorter events, things like that, which maybe gives credence to that, you know, if you believe that these things are actually happening or, you know, that's If just that were the case. Saying. Right. Then wouldn't people be hearing the shit out of stuff just, you know, after they leave the room and step right. back in? You would think so, you know? but it, well, well, it's got to be the right conditions and you got to be the right person <laughs> to be able to hear it. We're going to learn that. But anyway. It's, yeah. These so, are some pretty long <laughs> chains and they're on wheels. Let's oh, just say that. Yeah. So st- <laughs> that was my chains. I was dragging them. Stone tape theory could uh, also be derived from this other concept I was looking up called place memory. Uh, there was this place called the Society for... Psychical Research, who we've talked about a lot on here in past episodes, uh, they kind of had their fingers in everything back in the day. Um, it just they did anything that had to do with like psychic research, they were into it. So in the early days, place memory was considered an explanation for ghostly apparitions seemingly connected with certain places. People keep seeing or hearing the same thing in one place, boom, place memory, which now has been called stone tape theory since the 70s. Hmm. But in the late 19th century, two of the uh, Society Society for Psychical Research involved investigators, uh, these two guys, Edmund Gurney and Eleanor Sedgwick, Sedgwick, I guess not guys, but people, uh, presented views about certain buildings or materials being capable of storing records of past events, which I guess can be uh, played back later by what they called another quote unquote here. Gifted individuals. They were answering one of your questions. Not mm-hmm. schlubs like us. Gifted fucks, you see. That's how it goes. 
And then another 19th century idea associated with the stone. I keep thinking STP, but it's STT. STT theory. <laughs> yeah, the stone temple pilot theory. <laughs> the, the stone temple th- pilot theory, yeah. Is psycho- psychometry? Psychometry? I wrote it there. Psychometry, How- I psychometry, think, yeah. yeah. Uh, or if belie- you like it, the interstate love uh, song theory. <laughs> <laughs> a belief that it is possible to obtain knowledge about history associated with an object through physical contact with mm. it. We see that in movies a lot. A bit like if you saw the new Wednesday in the series, though. Hers comes from people also, not just objects. But you get the idea. You touch it and you go, I think there was yeah. a firefight, but a little bit different. <laughs> that's a that's a classic thing. And, it, and it's kind of gotten more um, associated with superheroes now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's some uh, there's an X Man that could do that or something. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Then in the 20th century, that's the 1900s for you youngsters that like to remind us we were born in said 1900s. Uh, someone said that to me at a bar one time. I'd heard it as like a joke before, and I didn't like it. Oh, you're born in the 1900s. Yeah, and now you're gonna die. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Back when we still had a livable climate. Yeah. And water. <laughs> Anyway, the idea that objects are able to store and play back past events was reintroduced in 1939 and 1940 by the invention of the reel-to-reel machine. No, uh, by the then Society for Psychical Research President, H.H. Price. I bet that gig comes with a lot of groupies. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing screams ass-getter like a business card for the head of a psychical research place. I bet it says, like, the Vag Slayer price himself on there or, yeah. or, or some shit like that. Or Cock Slayer. We don't discriminate in the lower fourth. That's true. And I feel bad for saying that. More like Arch Coxman price, you know, an, an all-encompassing. There you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping us on track there, Kyle. He's... Nothing uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. also screams ass-getter like me in traffic with road rage. <laughs> you ass-getter! <laughs> Get out of the way, you fucking us. Get out. Oh. <laughs> he speculated about psychic ether as an intermediate median medium between spiritual and physical reality. Like there is this other plane of existence almost, which was, or it could enable objects to carry memory traces of emotions or experiences from the past. It, to me, it seems like um, dark matter or something like that. You right. Know? Which, you know, maybe it is. We don't really know. It so, could be that orgone uh, energy accumulating. It's, uh, in it's the ectoplasm, you know, yeah, it exactly. looks a lot like cotton. Uh, it's weird and it's easy to photograph, you know, but you know, reasons, scientific reasons. This was a, this was a society. So they had to be coming up with stuff at all times. Anyway, Mr. Uh, Coxman, Arch Coxman, H.H. Uh, H. Price, in his work, he stated that the existence of such traces should be provable by means of scientific method. Spoiler, they remain unproven hypothesis still to this day, but they should be. What? Should be provable. Maybe we just haven't gotten there yet. Maybe. Well. I don't know. <laughs> Full stop. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that that's the classic uh, c- c- convenience excuse well we just don't have ways to test them that doesn't mean they're yeah they're i could teach you this too if i knew anything about it but i don't so you're <laughs> fucked that's the way this works moving on oh, following prices ideas <laughs> someone whose resume kicks ass get ready hope you got your socks on tight 
archaeologist turned oh, wait, 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 my socks, my socks. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta strap my socks in. <laughs> Here we go. Archaeologist <laughs> turned paranormal researcher Thomas Charles Lethbridge, or T.C. Lethbridge, if you're nasty, you know. I'm nasty. Yeah, I dig it, man. I dig it. I, archaeologist turned paranormal researcher is just, that's mm, delicious. And I mm-hmm. feel... Can't you just claim that you were both of those, though? Do you really need a lot of... Ba- I don't Anyway, I'm getting in the weeds there. Isn't that Brendan Fraser in The Mummy? Uh, I think you just no, said... No, his- I guess he's an adventurer. He's not an archaeologist, Fraser, is he? Say Rachel it like Weiss. Razor. You said his name right. No one says his name right. Brendan Fraser. I remember that old uh, Comedy Central commercial from the late 90s where he was like... If you say Frazier, I know where you live. Frazier. <laughs> so old TC claimed that past events could be stored in objects thanks to fields of energy that he believed to surround Orgo. streams, forests, and mountains. Almost kind of like ley lines. That but sounds he was, like animism. Yeah. He just What's animism? I'm not familiar. It's Everything has a spirit. Everything is connected. No, that's animorphs, and that's something different. That was a cartoon. <laughs> Sorry. You, you dumb bastard. <laughs> Apologize and we'll go on. Um, <laughs> oh, and now uh, David doesn't want to do the show with him anymore. So, boy, it's so weird. <laughs> His 1961 book, Ghost and Ghoul, popularized these ideas. One, Ghost and Ghoul, each. singular. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to fight MMA style. Ghosts and goblins coming on the heels of this on the Nintendo. Right. So anyway, his ideas in Ghost and Ghoul, which brought these. So it's kind of like it, this forming of these ideas passed down from one person to the next. And that's, and then finally, the 61 book Ghost and Ghoul is what is believed to have inspired the creators of the Stone Tape, that movie from 72 on BBC, which we mentioned before, which hmm. you can watch in the comfort of your own home or wherever you choose. Wow. Well, Brent, theories are all well and good. I want to talk examples, but I want to do it after a break. (laughs) You got it, sir. We'll talk said examples after this on Hysteria a 5-1. My! My question, and I hope we'll have examples or talk about things, is how does crap like this get trapped and stuck on repeat? Wow. You what know. a question. And I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> and I'm I'm happy for you to ask other questions in the future. Like right now, why don't you try a different question? <laughs> why did my dad love hee-haw? <laughs> that I could answer much more easily. Uh, pass, pass two. How many, how many mulligans do I get? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do the experts say? Why do they think this I is mean, happening? The, I use the, experts the in experts? air quotes because, you know, this is a visual medium. <laughs> well, expert, ancient astronaut theorists Could say it be? moist rocks seem to be the best <laughs> conductors of this old energy in these theories, such as <laughs> dank old abandoned buildings as well as forests and rivers. But the conditions under which a stone tape may replay and how much it records or how much it chooses to play back 
is a mystery. <laughs> it's convenient, isn't it? No, I'm not. Isn't it? I'll never tell. I'm not going to do it. I just chose to play a little bit different. I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm just going to tease you with it. But he's not going to see it. Only you, because I don't like his shirt. Like, what? <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> I mean, that's why old houses and castles and caves and, you know, nether regions seem to have these the most hauntings. They have the right conditions for this to take place. I guess, but, you know. Well, let me give you a caveat. Lethbridge says only those sensitive to the energy emitted by the stone would be visited by ghostly sounds and apparitions and visions. I, I, I guess that could be why some people have the paranormal experience and others don't while at the same place. Or, you know, maybe it only happens sporadically, right? Um, sure. I, I guess. I, David, what are some of the famous hauntings you've talked about that would fit the bill? Or have you talked about things that could be uh, explained away as stone tape events, so to speak, on, on Blurry Asteria or anything like that? Well, there's there's a wide array of stuff because to me, this mostly falls in the residual haunting category. Right. Yeah. But uh, you've got the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. That's probably one that, you know, they would say is attached to it. How about Gettysburg? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Just and- constantly stuck in that. Yeah. Any battlefield ghosts, you know, would would fall into this. I think the funny thing is, I read something about battle um, about the Gettysburg battlefield. Is that uh, people who give ghost tours say that the area is full of granite, which is good for imprinting these kinds of impressions so it's because all of the quartz. Starting to come together, not. Pepper. Starting to come together. Well, it's there's <laughs> it's not granite. It's a different kind of uh, rock. There. And just like that, you take it's it away gone. from me. <laughs> Uh, just like uh, the, uh, Queen Mary, you know, the Queen Mary, the, Queen uh, the, Mary, the old sure. ship, man, we did, Lisa and I did a tour on it before we did our episode a long time ago. And people have like the, the one guy who got trapped in the doorway and cut, mm-hmm. you know, you got cut and that they say that energy, it happens over and over and over again. And that would seem, you know, it doesn't have to be stone, I'm sure, but like, it is interesting right. that, you know, that's well, another one of those things where they have the same things, these stone tape events support. Supposedly. Yeah. I uh, I would also refer people to some pop culture um, that is, I think, directly influenced by this. Uh, in particular, the series Fringe. Did you ever watch Fringe? No, I didn't, surprisingly. Oh, it's fun. Um, I ha- I I, and I've heard nothing but that. And I, yeah. everyone tells me I'd love it. I just, I haven't watched it. It's, um, well, they have this part, they have a, a, this come back a couple times as a plot device where they they can take impre- audio impressions that have been impressed into window panes glass and they have a special microscope or or audioscope or something that they use to get the these impressions out of the glass and replay them so that they can know what happened at that crime scene <laughs> of course it's almost too easy. <laughs> hey, so, go to the window. Ex- I need to know what really happened here. <laughs> this uh, is a thing that people have played with, too. We can talk about it. Th- this. Let's come back to this. Okay. Don't let me forget about it, but I'll, I'll talk about, um, I, I think, what I've read people have found with this. Cool. Yeah, well, so I guess the question is, and, and we'll skip around a little bit, but like, is it real? You know, is the big question. And, uh, you know, well, when I say, is it real? 
what do people, not just these guys studying it, say? So there's this book uh, in How to Think About Weird Things, Critical Thinking for a New Age. Uh, Theodore Schick and Louis Vaughn, the, the authors there, dismiss the idea as an irrational claim stating, and here's a quote, the problem is that we know of no mechanism that could record such information in a stone or play it back. And therein lies the main issue. Yep. It sounds awesome. But there's zero proof of concept in any scientific study out there, yeah. any scientific base no, study. No empirical study has been able to replicate this or Asterix, figured out. At least that the public has been made privy to. <laughs> sure, sure, uh, man. Because I don't want to get those emails. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, speaking yeah. of emails, are you familiar uh, with Corey Good? The guy who was on Mars fighting for like 20 years and then brought back and, you know, all that crazy shit. Uh, was, did he talk about Obama being on Mars too? Uh, or or wasn't it, uh, it wasn't Obama, wasn't it like uh, Donald Rumsfeld or something like that? Anyway, oh, he was just deposed in these um, under oath and it's all a lie. He just came out and said it was all a lie. MUFON were big into, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. He just came out and said it was all a lie. Uh, it's being trickled out now. His uh, the yeah. video of his that was under uh, duress, Brent. <laughs> Learn how to spot the difference. Son of a bitch. He had to do that to protect the rest of us. <laughs> I'm just a sheep. <laughs> I know it. You know. So anyway, wake up, Brent. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you know this or not, David, but bricks and rocks and shit just don't have the same properties as your old uh, tape to tape cassette deck. Uh, or your fucking Viewmaster <laughs> growing up. That's really the, the problem is, so how do we, how do you go from one to the other? How do you take from, you know, a, a rock and make it into that? Sharon Hill, science educator and geologist, not quite as cool as archaeologist turned paranormal researcher, but Sharon, <laughs> there's still time, uh, claims that stone tape theory is mis or is a misleading term as it suggests to encompass structure credibility and explanatory power or scientific theory. While in reality, uh, it's just a speculation that lacks any physical basis. It's just a grasping at straws, but you know, geologists, what do they know about rock and shit? You know? So <laughs> God, uh, sounds anyway, like the, sounds like somebody's gotten to her first. Uh, yep. I do. I tell you what, they probably got to her right after Corey. Good. According to her, <laughs> Uh, it's an attempt to present a pseudoscientific claim in a seemingly scientific style. I've never heard of such such nonsense. Who would do something like that? Do what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it feels like that is uh, the meat and potatoes here on Asteria 51 is people using pseudoscience in claims of, you know, scientific style and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Okay. I, uh, what's the over under on um, the win? Quantum comes into play here. <laughs> Hill suspects that quantum. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the under on that one. <laughs> Sharon thinks that the the kernel of the idea of stone tape is psychometry, which is criticized for being a form of cold reading rather than an unexplained supernatural phenomenon. People go in and they do cold readings, and cold readings are more like um, 
you know, this uh, is the I'm I'm getting an M. Mm-hmm. Did, did someone have a did someone have a relative die? Oh uh, yeah, with an initial M, maybe well, an R. It was a mo- she was a mother. That's it. That is. That's it. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's mm-hmm. what's coming through. And she dies. She's, She's here right there. She's dying inside. Um, <laughs> but the question then becomes: How does that explain any of this to people who swear they have truly experienced these things? And that's where I don't know because there are thousands or millions of people and over the years, millions, I'm sure that say they have seen these things. They're not all liars at well, all. No, but is there a another between being a liar and being miss? Uh, so that's the point. So b- being, how do, um, what, uh, mistaken, sorry. Right. So then you've got, you have to differentiate between those things. That's a hard thing to do. And were you mistaken or could there be, paranormal things that we don't understand because of all the other dimensions out there, the fourth and fifth and sixth <laughs> and things like that. It wouldn't surprise me if a hundred years from now we're looking back and be like, Oh yeah, that, I mean, it wasn't stone tape theory per se, but it was something else or sure. it's all great, just though. bullshit. You know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> you gotta be careful when you speculate about these things because you are, you, you, you may be, fabricating something from imagination in order to explain it. And when you do that, that is a big old red flag. Imagination. You're right. right. And the other thing is too, is you got researchers, if they're not open to it, they're probably not going to find it. And if they're too open to it, they're going to find it where, you know, they're going to find it everywhere. mm -hmm. Yeah. Where's the happy medium? Um, and a lot of people that aren't really open to uh, it. Wait, wait. It's uh, it's me, David, the happy medium. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm getting somebody that's loving afterlife, and they think you're doing great. Does anybody have a relative that's name starts with T? Maybe it's male. It could be female. I don't know. Could be non-binary. It's one of those, though. Uh, anybody? No, no one. No one. Did anybody have a, uh, a relative that, that breathed air? Who had a bowel movement anybody? today? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, happy medium. I'm happy medium. Welcome to happy medium. <laughs> Here's Mediums. your tarot reading. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have things happen to you. Some good, some bad. Try to make the best of it. See you next week yeah. on happy medium. Uh, question time, because I've got Uh-oh. a few here and we got to get back to what you're saying. Why are some places haunted? and others not when conditions seem to be the same because I've been in a lot of dank, dark basements uh, for various reasons, and um, uh, a lot of them nothing's happened, you know? So, I'll, and maybe- I'll answer that for you. That, that's because <laughs> not, not every one of those you were in has had a massively tragic death True. or something incredibly traumatic happen. And also maybe I'm not open to it or open to that kind well, of, of thing. I'll I'll ask you this too. So when I was in uh, Glasgow, I was taking mm-hmm. a uh, tour, a haunted tour, and the tour guide was talking about there was a uh, an alley, and he said that this Russian witch that was on the tour with him got this like suddenly just started crying and was like, "There's someone who died here tragically," <laughs> and he was like, "I was just about to tell her." that there was a guy that died here tragically, you know, in the 1800s. And he was like, how do you explain that? How, do, how, do, how does anybody explain that this woman got, got 
uh, this exactly correct. And I'm like, how did someone guess that there was uh, a mm. tragic death on a street in 1800s Glasgow from a, a young male? Um, and then I was like, great. You know, it's great that it was in this alley or whatever, but there's alleys all over the place in this city. People got run over in the street. That was traumatic. Why isn't it feel like, why is this woman not bawling everywhere she goes every time she steps out of the house? Yeah, right. And, and that's, um, yeah, yeah. I think that goes to your question. You know, why some places but not others? Because there's plenty of places where tragedy have, has happened and nobody has said anything about seeing or mm-hmm. hearing or experiencing anything in those spots. Because he just so, died. Yeah. It wasn't very dramatic. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, crap. Here we go. So, I, I I've got a lot I've got a lot to talk about, but I'll let you. Keep no, going with I mean your that was it. You, you know, want. I just I, I just I my question was why some places and uh, why are some people open to it and some not? But you know, I don't have the because answers. Because they're not. <laughs> maybe maybe or some people are open to it but don't want to be. I think maybe as I've heard, you I don't hear know. that. But it's all fucking anecdotes, man. Yeah, you're right. There's no you're way right. to test that. There's no way to. You'd have to do all these double blind studies probably to try and test that, to see like you have to know exactly what happened. And then that person has to say, well, this is exactly what happened. And I mean, it's, it's hard enough to test. You you can't just videotape somebody, tr- you know, traumatically killing someone else and then be like, all right, let's get a psychic in here. Now tell us exactly what happened. <laughs> and then you can compare what they say to what the films, but then they could have access to the film. I don't know, but it's it just reeks of bullshit this this one in particular to me because of the way sound and matter work mm-hmm. um sound doesn't leave an imprint anywhere unless it's very specific like a very high intensity um sound wave going into something like molten rock or molten glass, you know, something that could actually form and then freeze and solidify. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise the, uh, the molecular structure of things, especially rocks. I mean, that's, that's dense. It's not going to make, it's not going to be like you talk to it it? and it records like a vinyl record. Right. 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 The vinyl is soft when it records anyway. Like that's a, I, I can't think of a better uh, analogy for this because the 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 vinyl grooves in a record that is recorded sound. You mm-hmm. know, a needle has recorded grooves in a way that the same needle will play it back later. But you're not talking about needles and and vinyl with this, the, and that's that's one thing, right? And let's let's even put aside how sound dissipates as it travels because mm-hmm. think of sound as it's it's waves mm-hmm. in the air the air which by the way is not 100% static it's going to move so it's not like the air is this gelatinous cube where you see something inside of it that's been there for forever um the air waves the molecules in the air are moving by these sound waves think of it as a, a sound starts off as a P, gets to a golf ball, gets to a baseball, gets to a basketball. That's that's mm-hmm. the sound expanding yeah. through the air, right? At the sound of spe- at the speed of sound, 
And um, when it does that, it dissipates. Think of uh, the the surface area of a pea. Yeah, you have d- diminishing returns. It's not the same as it expands yes. out. You, the surface of a pea, if you expanded it to a basketball, you know, and, and it still stayed intact, it's going to be so stretched and so thin. That's the same way that, that sound works. Just imagine it stretching and stretching mm-hmm. until everything just breaks apart and floats off. Now, sound generates heat. The molecules bumping into each other it causes heat very minusculely, but that's that's the bump, you know, that's the friction of the molecules, and that sound, the the waves turn into that heat and dissipate. And the the further away you are, um, the less you're gonna either experience it mm-hmm. or hear it, the less it's it's potent, right? So then so how that's is why that you, carving itself into solid? How stone? is how is that exactly doing doing that? How how is it? There's no way that um, air retains any of that information anyway. So that's one thing. Another thing is, if these things are doing this, you mentioned this. How do they select what to record and what not to? Magic. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> how how does uh, if if these things were recording sound, they'd be recording sound nonstop. Unless there was some magical thing that just recorded the exact uh, one exact moment, Wh- how who chooses what? How does it choose? I'll tell you who that goddamn Sasquatch. It was the, the Sasquatch that did it. But how does the Sasquatch replay it? Right. What? How does it decide which part to replay or when or wh- where? Like, yeah. There's so many things that people just kind of don't even think about and just accept shit like this when they Barometric hear pressure, that's how. <laughs> now, that's <laughs> a funny thing you should mention that because pressure in a system helps sound. Mm-hmm. It, the, 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 the pressure from the waves, you know, if it's more intense, it's going to go further. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's little little stuff like this that I just don't understand why people can just hear something and go, you, you know what? That sounds great. I'm going to believe it. <laughs> right. What? Because sometimes it's easier because you want to believe it or you've well, had yeah, an experience and maybe you... this explains it uh, somehow. I, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it explains it. That's the that's point. why I think this, this keeps going, right? Yeah. Science be damned. You don't have to have that as long as it just ticks off the boxes you're looking for, so to speak. You know what Which I mean? Which is confirmation bias, you, and that's so dangerous. And, you know, I, I, I poked a little fun at it earlier, but there are plenty of things we don't know that we don't know, and that includes how to test them and what equipment to use and all that stuff. That's one of the most terrifying so, things in my life is the things I don't know that I don't know. That, like, keeps me <laughs> sure. up at night. I'm serious. Like, that's just one of those things, like, I don't know. It's that existential crisis dread thing. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I keep <Yeah>. going. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I mean, but at the same time, what can you do about it? So, fuck it. Worry. <laughs> Worry. I'll tell you that right now. So, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm Kevin I, uh, too much. <laughs> I, I, I think there are plenty of things out there that, um, you know, we we haven't developed equipment to test. Mm-hmm. Probably we don't know what to test. If there is something um, like ghosts or uh, even let's just say interdimensional beings, things like that. Yeah, we don't have the the means to to test that. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Right. Right. Like you were saying. Yeah. But until someone 
can replicate this in a controlled setting and and have results come from this and be able to do this, produce it over and over, it's it just falls into pseudoscience. And yeah. it doesn't matter that we haven't figured it out yet. It's up until this point, it's still pseudoscience until you can figure out a way to reproduce it. Yeah. And up until that point, it's just anecdotes. And I think there's way too many people out there who want to feel important by saying, I'm sensitive. I can feel this. No one else can. Right. That's that's for them. It's not for anything else. That's so they can, you know, deal with that existential tread that you and I deal with in other ways. <laughs> right. Uh, life's funny like that, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. I guess my big question is for everyone. Uh, are we off base? Have you experienced these things and you're like, you guys are fucking stupid or one of these days they are going to solve this or do you think it's all BS? I, I still believe one day they could solve it. Yeah. I'm right. not That's saying it's what I was impossible saying in the future. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't, I don't want anybody to mistake, you know, I, <laughs> that's, I, I think that's part of being as skeptical is that you're open to changes. You're open to learning new things and accepting new information. And until new information comes in that I can accept that makes sense, I'm I don't believe in the right. this sort of thing. I I right. don't think that you can talk to a rock and then fifty years later you can get that recording out of that rock. <laughs> I love you, rock. You're gonna go places. <laughs> that, and I I, I think I mentioned dirty. it, but how does it? What's the mechanism to replay it? And right, if it's yeah. an image, how is it projecting? Right. If it's imprinted in the rock, how is it then getting up out of that rock in a in a hologram for all intents and purposes? Right. Yeah. And and if this is true, this is some technology we need to grasp. And there's one more thing, Brent. I just remembered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Well. People people say this is attached to trauma. These are very high emotion. How does how the fuck does the rock know that it's high emotion? Maybe that emotion maybe is a human the, construct, um, right? But maybe it changes. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm trying. I'm sure, searching sure, for fine. my answer. Something to do with the the trauma makes it more powerful. The energy. And or, what does that mean, though? I have no clue. I'm making it up at the spot. <laughs> See, that's yeah, that's and because you'd get answers like that. Right. But energy's energy, man. It's yeah. it's whatever you're doing there, if you die tragically, you're screaming, it's horrendous. It's still just sound waves. Mm -hmm. Until you can until you can scientifically reproduce some kind of effect that high emotion has on something else. And and the way to convey that is either with sound right. or with something made up, <laughs> like mental image imaging or uh, telepathy or something, you know, like and and right now that there's been plenty of tests for things like telepathy and it's still kind of out out the, the jury's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been able to replicate anything until you can figure something like that out. Then this is this just bunk, right? There's nothing to it. It's still just energy's just energy. Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, 
unless uh, we're, you know, I have no, I have no answer to that. You're right. Like, unless it's just something that we aren't understanding yet. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, we'll one day understand then I'm, uh, which is kind of a cop out. It's you know what it absolutely it's a is. Convenient exi- it's, it's well, m- most answers to these things are um, sure. until you find Don't out make that it you less were fun, right. But <laughs> until just... you find out you made you were right in the end on your guess, you go, mm, I knew it. <laughs> Called that one. <laughs> right. right. No, I don't know. <laughs> Told you, assholes. So <laughs> if they want to tell us that we're right or wrong or tell us about these uh, situations that maybe they've even experienced, how can they do that? All you have to do is leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. That's 773-669-7277. You could go to hysteria51.com to look for all kinds of ways either to get in touch with us or you could uh, join the uh, Facebook Hysteria Nation uh, group. You can check out the Hysteria 51 page at facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod. Most of the uh, social media you can find on Mm Hysteria51.com. You can just tell somebody. Be like, Mm -hmm. listen to these bumbling Scream into the sky and I'm sure a- uh, What did you- Arch Coxman? Arch Coxman, (laughs) yeah. Scream in the sky and I'm sure one of those Chinese balloons will hear you and they'll spread the word. It'll be fine. Yeah. We're huge in China because they spy on us all the time. (laughs) We're also kind of tall, so that helps too. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, guys, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a loved one. What you got going on? Anything over in your Yeah, I I got the first part of my uh, History of the Devil episode out (laughs) on Blurry Photos. The Devil Part Um, 1. It's, uh, I'm very proud of it. Um, I still have to uh, write and record Part 2, but... um, uh, just talk about origins of, uh, the old, uh, many handed one, the father of lies himself. Oh, and uh, I think it's very, very interesting. I think, I think you'll, you're going to learn some fun stuff. That's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, how many parts is it going to be? Just two, I think. I mean, part one was an hour and a half. I probably could have split it into like four parts. Yeah, no, I get you. But yeah, there's so much, I mean, it's, it's comparative mythology. It's religious history. Um, and just history in general. So there's a ton to, to sift through. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's all a hundred percent true. That's your takeaway. Every bit of it. <laughs> spoiler. Uh, spoiler alert. The devil's real and, uh, stone tape theory isn't. So that's your takeaway this week. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy, bot. stay woke meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.